Welcome to the Outer Realm with Michelle DeRoche and Amelia Pisano. Airing live on the United Public Radio Network, 105.3 FM in New Orleans. everyone welcome to the thursday night segment of the outer realm we are broadcasting live on the united public radio network ufo paranormal radio network 105.3 and 107.7 fm in the beautiful city of new orleans we are fully sponsored by the amazing people of our folgers coffee who have been a part of our outer realm journey since day one so thank you folgers also big thank you to dr snick the sonic surgeon justin snicker an award-winning composer of Halloween horror sci-fi and dark wave electronic music, which can be found on Bandcamp, Spotify, iTunes, Amazon, you name it, you can find it. Also, big thank you to artist Steve McGinnis for basically the creativity behind all of our banners here at the Outer Realm. So big thank you to him as well. Tonight we welcome, well, we're actually in two segments. Um, we're going to kind of merge a little bit. Uh, but we welcome the return of Brad Olson, one of our personal favorites. And we're going to be discussing part two of this baby right here, which is, of course, Beyond a Satiric Escaping Prison Planet. Um, a lot of requests for that sort of stuff. A lot of, lot of requests for that sort of stuff. So we know it's going to be good because it's always good. Anyway, that was going to segue us in um, with Joe Montaldo, who's going to be joining the three of us. You know, we're going to be discussing, I guess, what what's in the news, what's in the skies, what's going on, basically. And we're, we're, all, we're all just going to kind of chime in about, you know, what this all is. I'm extremely curious, of course, about the public's opinion in all of this. Um, so that's pretty much where we're going to start and where we're going to end. So, Amelia, how are you? Hey, I'm I'm good. How are you feeling? <clears throat> a little bit croaky. A little bit croaky. That's what happens when you move and you don't take care of yourself. You know? Yeah. So it, I'm sorry. <laughs> I hope the weekend brings you rest. Me too. <laughs> Me too. That would be great. That would be You're great. going to have to stop unpacking for just a little bit. Oh, having to start doing that. Are you kidding? <laughs> That's good. For that. I don't have time for that. But... Our guest is here, so we're going to bring Mr. Brad Olson in, and we're going to get the show on the road. Okay. Hello. How are you? Hi. Hey, guys. Show on the road. It's good to be back on the Outer Realms. Nice to see you both. <laughs> oh, you too. You. How are you doing? Good, good. But, Michelle, I don't see video for you. I'm not sure if you're doing that on purpose. or. Uh, no, I've got video. I'm fully on. Yeah, I can see her. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Could be me. If uh, I might have some bandwidth issues, if I kind of break up, just let me know. I might have to switch to a phone. But I'm doing great, guys. I'm up on my ranch in Nevada and uh, nice, nice. In very early stages of development. So right now I'm in an RV, uh, my buddy's RV uh -oh. in my big warehouse shop. But I got electricity and heat and uh, get the, the essentials. 
What's the weather like there right now? So it's it's a high elevation desert. We're at about uh, just under 4,400 feet. And it <sighs> has snow in the shadow. And even up on the mountains, only in the shadow north face. Always the north face because in the winter, the sun's so low. It right. melts anything southeast or west face. But it's right. uh, warmer every day. And uh, we just did have a cold spell come through and another rain or snowstorm. It may rain here come <laughs> next week. So I'm a big skier. I'm only 90 minutes from Tahoe. Mm -hmm. So beautiful there. Yeah, yeah. It's awesome. No, but uh, all the while doing my publishing stuff and public speaking. I just came back from Conscious Life Expo in LA. It was ginormous. It was a great event. Yeah. Yeah. How'd that go? That more. was that was the big to do. How did that go for you? Oh, you very well. Jacob yeah. Was on the show. To do a second, uh, yeah, second talk that same day for uh, someone that wasn't there on time, and I happily obliged. So I got two speaking spots, and it was good. Excellent, excellent. Well, that's fantastic. I'm I'm thrilled that you're back on because we didn't get to finish uh, oh, uh, and, and or start or even start. <laughs> this one is just getting all geared up too. Yeah. So. Joe may be on here a lot sooner than he thought. <laughs> that's okay. He's listening. He's manning the chat room. That's not me mm -hmm. typing all that stuff, Joe. Some Starlink. <laughs> yeah, Michelle yeah. would never type that. I know. That all right, so here funny. we go. Sorry okay. about that, guys. We need uh, to get you started. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> the growing <laughs> pains of uh, moving into this new place out here. But super uh, good to talk with you guys. How's everything out in uh, the sinful south down there? And <laughs> uh, well, oh, we're not in New Orleans. We stream out of New Orleans. Oh no, uh, that's what it is. Where are you guys yeah. out of? We're in Canada, and we're getting we're getting all kinds of obscure weather. It was Spring. really really warm here yesterday, and and today it's just like the minus temperatures, and I'm like. Because <laughs> I do not like to ski, <laughs> so therefore I prefer the summer weather. I like um, the fireplace in the chalet with a glass of wine. That's that's me. I'll wait while you come back from your oh, ski yeah. all frozen. I I could see uh, Joe's like sort of taken over the chat room. So that is yeah. not me typing all this stuff. Just saying I am no. not. Of naked New Orleans. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Um, I don't. You know, I, I've been delving into the book again, just refreshing myself for everything going on um, in here. I I don't remember exactly where we stopped because it was so much information, but I kind of know where I would like to start, um, if you don't mind, um, because it's come up a lot lately, just with other guests and just stuff that I'm seeing online, and that is. Suppressed human origins. A great chapter. I was going to say, was, with all the weird weather yeah. you're getting and all the weird weather I'm getting, uh, we could also talk about geoengineering chapter too. But yeah, let's go to suppressed human origins because that is uh, the nature of some of the uh, material I present at conferences. Right. <laughs> And maybe yeah. we're just not supposed to do it. <laughs> maybe we're not supposed to know. <clears throat> I know, but Dolly, Dolly says all our weather, solar maximum. Maximum. Lots of flares. Yes, yes, um, yes. Yeah, because normally in this part of Ontario where Michelle and I live, we usually 
we don't have a, believe it or not, we don't have a ton of snow like the Northern Ontario, but we normally have some snow. Right. Yeah. Not much. And, uh, lucky, I had my lucky. sunroof open. I'm going to switch to a cell phone. If you don't mind. Okay. I think this is more reliable. I'll, okay. I'll keep dropping. Okay. It's a new okay. test run. We're going beta here. Okay. But I, uh, Entering you studio via cell now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no problem. No problem. Which, which one is it going to take? <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe it's one and the same. <laughs> oh. uh, okay. Well, let's see if that works and we'll take. <laughs> yeah, I have a feeling we may need to reschedule. <laughs> I don't know. Let's we'll see how he does on the phone. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Wouldn't uh, yeah, he be you know, pulling from the same uh, Wi-Fi? I don't know unless he just goes on his cell signal. But suppressed human origins. Um, Joe and I have talked about this on the gray zone a few what times. What is that? Um, it's basically the powers that be keeping our real origins away, you know, from the knowledge away from the public. Oh. So, okay, here we go. Okay. All righty, there we go. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Sorry, audience. You're welcome. <laughs> All right. So Amelia was just asking, and so I'll, I'll let you segue it in. What exactly is suppressed human origins? Because I think you have a much more detailed answer than I did. Yeah, it, it's basically the uh, the idea that there were other but not quite human entities that once lived on the earth. Mm. And this is actually part of our real true history because it may be that we are related uh, as partial offspring. So it's basically these elongated heads which are found right around the world. And then there's these other uh, anomalies like the star child skull and mm -hmm. it compared to a human skull, quite different. But these are the most prevalent, and some of them have been found in graveyards with absolutely ginormous bodies. Jeez. So, yeah, and, and so we didn't get to uh, learn any of this in school. This is what really bothers me, is that the evidence is so overwhelming, as well as the cover-up has been overwhelming through the Smithsonian, which is known as Smithsonian Gate, when they yeah, come yeah. to dig sites and basically flash a badge, we're the FBI here and we're gonna take over this pig. And even even uh, professional anthropologists and geologists that were involved, they said, hey, we would like to find the results of what we discovered. You're gonna let us know, right? We're gonna make this public. And then it would just go, the trail would go dark. So there is a concerted effort to hide mm -hmm. our human origins and what this human body is about. And in each one of the three series of books, I get into different forms of this kind of evidence. Mm -hmm. So in Beyond Esoteric, it is suppressed human origins. In Modern Esoteric, it's blood of the gods and the RH blood type and all the things that make humans First of all, a lot different from all the other animals, but also a hybrid of many different species, up to 23 different genomes in our 
comprehensive DNA. So it's, it's these little tidbits, but all put together is the story of our suppressed human origins. Right, right. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that. There's a, there's a lot of stuff that points in that direction. The, the one I think that, um, again, that you cover are giants, because these are not, not just a North American thing here. This is like worldwide. I mean, Sardinia was like known for like, I mean, not just giants, but huge. And they're still there in Sardinia, by the way. <laughs> oh, is that right? Uh, Luigi, uh, Italian researcher from Sardinia, he did a presentation in, it in Italian at, uh, I think it was the UFO mega conference. And I got up to talk to him through an interpreter. And he said in Southern Sardinia, where he has found the most amount of megaliths that were built for giants quite clearly. By the way, this is not too far away from where the Cyclops, one-eyed giant, lived during the time of Homer's Iliad and Odyssey. Mm -hmm. This is where they went. The Jason and the Argonauts went to uh, Sicily and the islands around there, and that's where Sardinia is. Right. By the way, there's a very interesting natural phenomenon between the boot tip of Sicily uh, of Italy and Sicily. It's a very narrow channel. That's Calabria. That's, that's yeah. It, it's a constant whirlpool all the time, 24-7. Mm. So it's, it's quite an interesting uh, phenomenon for uh, people yeah. like uh, Bronze Age Greeks to experience that, as well as the giants who became part of their mythology. That's the part of Italy that I'm from, the right. boot tip. Yeah, and Sar Sardinia is actually the west coast of, of Italy. It's not by Sicily, it's at the further top. But there's a few islands there that never get recognition. And I wonder if they've had the same kind of history. That'd be something interesting to look into. Because you don't hear about them because they're such tiny islands. Right. And they're mm. all next to Sardinia. So it would be worth researching. Mm. And Italy, I could tell you, is very, very ancient. Yeah. I'm doing a talk, a presentation that I just gave at Constitute Expo about the polygonal and megalithic architecture around the world. Italy holding dozens of locations with megaliths that predate the Romans, predate the Greeks, predate the Etruscans. They're so wow. Mm. fascinating yeah. land you come from <laughs> wow well, i didn't know that yeah yeah that's fascinating i i love it i just of course the ancient lands i mean you have all that history and I, the fact that we have so much of it here as well um raises a lot of questions for me but you had spoke about afghanistan in yeah. 2002 that that's like, is that even possible? And a hard giant. I, yeah, but I mean, like, this is pretty much current, you know, in the grand scheme of things. Can yeah. we talk about that? Sure, sure. Yeah, that was a, a famous military operation who I have verified with other special operations military guys, including Michael Jaco. He had heard about it through his channels and still had and basically, uh, some farmers in Kandahar, near the U.S. base, near the city of Kandahar, uh, just outside 20, 30 miles, 
they were complaining about a giant who would come out in the middle of the night and steal their goats and other livestock and take it back to this great big cave, which is up in the uh, foothills of the Himalayas. And they, they, the farmer said, we've had several of our kinds go up there and nobody can beat this thing. They just go up and never come back. Mm-hmm. So the U.S. military and its attempt to keep the local population happy said, all right, we'll go up there with the squadron and check it out. Mm-hmm. And right when they got there, they knew the coordinates and basically uh, landed a helicopter nearby and then or so men surrounded the cave. And right away they could smell the stench and see bones of humans that were uh, strewn about the front of the entrance. So it was already a foreboding site. And then one of the lead guys started entering the cave while the others were giving him cover. And they had very large uh, projectile bullets, mm-hmm. much bigger than the, the locals ever came up with. Uh, basically could probably pierce uh, an armored vehicle. Mm-hmm. Wow. So up there and then all of a sudden this giant comes running out it's 12 feet or so once mm-hmm. again very human-like but at that size and the other differences in its physique not a human not homo sapien mm-hmm. and it had a giant lance that speared the front guy who did perish and quite horrible death in front of his comrades writhering with a giant lance to his chest while the other guys were just taking shots and aiming at the eyes and at the head. They eventually pierced through the eyes and killed the giant. Then it was a big operation to get it out of there because the thing weighed a lot. So they brought out a big uh, uh, netting, very high density weight netting that they could roll him onto. Yeah, like a blue uh, whale. Yeah, big (laughs) Huey or giant uh, helicopter brought it into our base and they loaded it up on a cargo plane and get this it was bound and destined for the famous base near Dayton Ohio that all the UFO stuff goes that's Wright Patterson they also take uh, deceased giants it would appear and under there are the bases one of the biggest deep underground military bases and there's a very interesting anecdote about that that uh, remember Jackie Gleason from the uh, yes the, the honeymooners yes so he was a big shot in Hollywood and uh, Richard Nixon came from California and when Nixon became president they were friends they knew each other for quite a while turns out Jackie Gleason loved all things UFO and alien he heard that there were some alien uh, bodies in Suto in, in uh, basically a test tube dead but uh, they're to be worked on. That's why they take these uh, <laughs> dead bodies or exotic bodies, because they have a team that will work on them. And sure mm. enough, Nixon took them down there, and it really blew his mind. And he did start talking about it at the end of his life. He got that chance to see it. So yeah. well, that's where they backward engineer UFO stuff, but also do a lot of the dissection and opening up of uh, all these crypto creatures, not just giants or aliens but any kind of bigfoot creature or uh anything other than human would go to right right pat well what i find interesting is that you make mention that alberta one of the canadian provinces of course handed over a bigfoot to the u.s government and apparently they were 
this this specific giant was sort of along the lines of the same genetic family. Yeah. I put see? my money on it went to right path. Yeah, see? <laughs> I know. So that's where the suppressed human origins go to die. <laughs> Just like yeah. the free energy patents and devices go to die at Los Alamos, Department of Energy. Right. Where uh, they, they sequester all this information. So basically, this, this is what I've done. I've endeavored in my three esoteric series of books. That's really a great cover. Pardon me? That's a beautiful cover. I know I said that last time, but seriously, that's a beautiful cover. <laughs> yeah. Look at it shine. Device. Yeah. yeah, I love that's it. A, uh, a time travel and holographic generator. So what I've strived to do in these three books is just collect all of the forbidden information, suppressed information, or underreported mm -hmm. and little known, almost like a Ripley's Believe It or Not, but then it goes into quite a bit of what's going on in the planet today and mm -hmm. the control grid. And mm -hmm. I'm going to update it next year in a second edition with an additional chapter called Plandemic. Mm -hmm. <laughs> You'll probably get the gist of that one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know where that one's going to go. Um, what what is your thought then on hybridization, Rh negative blood type versus Rh positive? Because that's the one thing that everybody talks about when you are talking about this sort of thing. Yeah, well, I'll let you that's in big. on a little uh, family information. I come from an Rh negative blood type family, so Me too. I'm very, uh, yeah, well yeah. acquainted with it, including losing my dad's brother, my uncle Douglas, at five days old mm. because his oh. blood was RH positive from my grandfather, <laughs> which mixed with the RH negative blood of my grandmother mm -hmm. and killed him, turned him into a blue blood baby. And um, his little immune system could not fight off the antigens that had entered his body through the blood. Okay. Yeah, especially so then. Childbirth, there can be that commingling of blood. Mm. And in this case, it killed Uncle Douglas. Now, I want to know, I want your listeners to understand, this doesn't happen with any other animals on planet Earth. No. Humans are the only ones that could have incompatible blood. Right. So you asked Michelle about hybridization. Well, look, they, they cloned Dolly the sheep, what, mid-80s? You don't mm -hmm. think that technology has grown by leaps and bounds in the years since? Absolutely, yeah, right? Certainly that extends into the human genome. They've got it mapped. And I mean, those even talk, they're going to start bringing back woolly mammoths and extinct dinosaurs. And while I would support such a project for extinct animals in the times of humans, I'm not so sure dinosaurs are such a great idea. Doesn't it just harken to a Jurassic Park disaster kind of? <laughs> yeah, that's a little peek into the future. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> this is this is the only field where Rh negative blood is cool to have. Because in the medical field, I know my doctor, when they found out I was Rh negative, they were just like, oh, God. Were they clamoring <laughs> for your blood? Um, yeah, I donated a lot when I was younger, um, but they were just like, oh, good Lord. Like every, this changes everything. Are you but, O negative? Yeah. yeah. O negative? Yeah. You're the universal donor. 
I you know. Can give blood to any human being anybody, but you can't accept blood from you anyone. Take anything but o no, I know, because no, my, my daughter is the same. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, I found out when I was 18 because of a surgery that I had had. So that mm -hmm. saved me because, you know, you have to get a globulin shot if you're a female with RH negative blood and you're pregnant. You have to have my, a globulin shot. Yeah. Yeah. My ex husband was positive and I had to do that too. I had to get the yeah. shot because I was negative. Both my parents were negative and both their parents on their sides were negative. It was just strange. Like, just for considering there's just such a small percentage. You know, my mother's doctor ended up saying, how did you two ever find each other for my parents? I'm like, yeah, <laughs> you know, so. But yeah, I think that's why cool. generations have survived over the years because there were so many negative and negative um, mm -hmm. couples. Yeah, mm, I agree. Um, will we, let's, will we talk about um, underground bases and people going missing? Can we touch a little bit on the missing 411? Do you think that phenomenon has to do with being taken? Do you think it's more natural than unnatural? It's probably more crime syndicate than anything else. Okay. Part of the reason we live on prison planet, because there is just so much blatant crime and money has corrupted so many people. And human trafficking is a very big lucrative black market business mm. it's about as dark as you you can go here but certainly there are some that are taken off planet certainly there's some that go live underground and are abducted but i'd say by far the most missing people are um and and the fbi says forty thousand children that's under 18 go missing every year every single year so it's not just the milk carton kids. That's just a small percentage. A whole lot go missing. and That don't have anyone to report that they're missing. Well, a lot of homeless kids. Yeah. There's a couple of uh, really dark things about the childhood, early teens. That I don't know if, it, if you want to spook your listeners. Of course. <laughs> that's yeah, why of you're course here. You. Yeah. That's why you're here. <laughs> The purest, okay, at that age, especially a virgin or mm. when they got captured. But the adrenochrome is is the uh, extraction of adrenaline, basically adrenalized blood, which um, is, is hypersensitive to uh, several of the glands, including the pituitary gland, mm. which. Uh, it can also be extracted for adrenochrome and it, it's the high of highs as i've understood and a lot of the elites have tried it and some can't stop doing it because mm. it is the fountain of youth are they ingesting it it's or, yeah okay mm -hmm. so it's not like you know they're all hooked up to some blood iv somewhere they're actually drinking that may, it. that could very well be a way that they could also there are a lot of transfusion people, even the billionaires. Uh, when I lived in Silicon Valley, Peter Thiel, he replaced uh. blood with youthful blood all the time. So that is a form of vampirism. Mm -hmm. that is I can't believe you lived in cannibalism. Silicon Valley. You. Yeah, yeah, many years. Wow. Yeah. 
just left. <laughs> That's <laughs> amazing. Extension of uh, the Bay Area, but San Francisco for mm -hmm. 25 years. So it's a crazy little suburb. Yeah, yeah, mm. it's pretty weird down there. And then yeah. dream concentration of wealth, and it's it's new wealth. Yes. That's what's interesting, too. It's, so a lot of these people, um, maybe they make that. You can listen with it, too, with, with that kind of money. And, and you certainly see a lot of jerks at that level. But There's a lot of money there. They have phone booths, but they're Wi-Fi booths so that you can get Wi-Fi. You can just walk in like a phone booth and get Wi-Fi. Most cities are starting to become wired. Yeah. Anywhere. Mm. But that's what they want. It's called the Internet of Things, and it's also going to tie into 5G and then 6G. So we are really oh. living this electromagnetic soup, and they need that. That's why the 5G towers have to be really close to each other. Um, and if you're in the middle of that, uh, you can get zapped really hard. And they know that there's other applications <laughs> for the kind of frequency that comes out of 5G. So, for example, you can fry like in a microwave oven if they set it to a certain frequency. And that's called the Havana effect. And it's what the Cuban government did to our embassy 20-some uh, years ago. They were just hitting it with microwave energy. And then everybody's starting to get sick. And then people are coming down with cancer. And nobody could really go to work more than six months or a year until they were so sick they had to be shipped back to America. The Russians did that to the American embassy in Moscow in the 70s. Mm. So this is not new technology. Now they have refined it to the point mm. where it can be weaponized through these 5G towers. The other thing that's really scary, too, is it gives you flu-like symptoms. Hmm. Jeez. Mm. What could that be blamed on? I wonder. I don't know, boys and girls. Yeah, so this, this, this next pandemic will certainly be just that. Well, and they're going to use the 5G towers. This is where I'm really worried, especially people that have, uh, and we all have a little bit of heavy metals in our body. Mm. Find, find time for everybody to start thinking about a heavy metal detox. But anybody that got that thing and the graphene oxide mm. is now looking like it acts as an antennae. As well mm -hmm. as everybody who got that thing, I shouldn't laugh. I'm laughing because it's just such a cruel joke sometimes that everybody that has uh, that in them, they now have a MAC address, which would come up on your computer when it's looking for Wi-Fi addresses. So yeah, I think the people that have accepted that really need to seek out very hardcore detox protocols but really everybody because we're getting nailed by so many different modalities to poison us this is all part mm. of the depopulation agenda from the chemtrails which are spraying like crazy over me all day bringing in another storm you want to talk about crazy weather we're getting a lot of it here it's the coldest and the wettest winter consistently than anybody can remember and last year set a record in december for the most amount of snow in that month but then at January set the next record, not a drop or flake entire month. And it went well into February. So mm -hmm. extreme wet, extreme dry, extreme heat, extreme cold. That's what geoengineering does. And for anybody That's to exactly not, what's happening. they're yeah. doing weather warfare all the time, uh, you're just missing a very important part of how 
you are being poisoned. And if you don't even know they're doing it to you, how do you expect to even try to uh, provide yourself with the protection? You see, you guys, at this point, this is self-defense. We are just pro- trying to keep ourselves alive and healthy through this uh, mass poisoning that we've been subjected to. Well, here's a piece of, of information, at least from Canada. So I have a friend who has, he's retired from Bell Canada, and he still has colleagues who work at Bell Canada. And what's coming down the pipe to those people is they're looking in the very near future to skip six, seven, and eight G, and it looks like they want to jump right to nine. I know. That's yeah, what that's that. what yeah, Wayne was told that they're looking to skip. That's what they're being told by higher ups at Bell Canada. Wow. I know, and Joe has spoken about this a lot of times too. He always said, you know, the one that you really need to worry about big time would be 9G. Wow. So I got the hell out of Dodge and big cities and out yeah. in the country where I have a ranch and can farm. <laughs> I got water on my uh, land. I just drilled a well last week and yeah. I'm throwing everything I got into this, but I, I'm just worried about the times that are coming because, uh, I think they're going to throw everything at us, plus the kitchen sink. This cabal, this this deep state, they have a lot of weapons. They have a lot of assets at their disposal, and they're not going to go down easy. They right. are going to put up the biggest fight we've ever seen. And right. how about all these, uh, now, and you guys in Canada, too? Oh, we're shooting down UFOs now. Oh, really? 75 years since Roswell, and now all of a sudden uh, you're going to start saying that we're shooting them down? I got news for y'all. You ain't shooting down an authentic UFO. It's all a psyops. This is Project Blue Beam, which has been talked about mm. ever since the days of Werner Von Braun. Yeah, that Nazi paperclip scientist we brought over here that started up Nassau. Mm. And he told his assistant on his deathbed that the last hand to be played by this global cabal is the fake alien invasion known as Project Blue Beam. And I think we're in the opening salvos of this space opera that's about to unfold. But just keep in mind, everybody, it's fake as fuck. Don't believe it and don't do what they tell you to do. Mm -hmm. They'll probably try to scare the crap out of us. Oh, go voluntarily check into the FEMA camp in the next uh, city. (laughs) No way, man, don't do it. (laughs) Run for the hills if they tell you the opposite. Right, yeah. Well, that's what we're gonna delve into a little heavier in the second half of the show, um, when Joe comes on, Joe is actually ex-Navy, and he served on the Nimitz, which we know has has had all kinds of experiences, and um, is also owns one of the biggest contact the abductee sites in the world with over probably about 85,000 members who have come forward with abductions and things like that. I think you guys, you know, be good for, you know, bouncing stuff around. Um, Dolly says here, uh, blue or Camilla, can you see that? Don't you want to get that? Yeah. I've spent two months doing it. So now I'm just going to get you doing it again. Dolly (laughs) says blue will be directed at everyone here. He is right. PT is not the problem. 
I yeah. think when we go into that in, in the second half, you'll realize that we all agree with that. Yeah, I think so as well. Um, what I'd like to touch on is you mentioned um, soul catching. Now, I've heard this mentioned before, and, you know, people kind of go, what is that, and are you crazy? <laughs> so <laughs> I'm going to let you take that one if you can explain it in you know, is this really a thing? Is this this theory? Does it have any merit? Oh yeah, well, into it in much better detail in future esoteric, the unseen realm, and what it is is basically why we all have amnesia, why we don't remember our past lives like we remember what we had for dinner last night, mm. and that's because when you're when you die. You will uh, proverbially see the light at the end of the tunnel, and 99% of people go through it. Just in the same way a moth can't help themselves from going to a fire, which will ultimately be their demise. That is the demise of your spirit, at least temporarily. Now, you're always with it, but the problem is it, it's, it's a bit of a traumatic experience, too. So by the time you are born again, probably why a lot of babies are crying right upon birth <laughs> like mm -hmm. oh no i'm back on prison planet get out of here right more right like, see if we get it right this time right uh, basically yeah it, it's it's a trap it um it suckers you in it swipes your memory and then you're right back up in the cycling line to come back in to another body and it's very effective because it helps the jail keepers keep us ignorant of who we are. And if we're ignorant of who we are, then we're just cheap animals. We're very malleable. We can impressionable little beasts who will mm. uh, bleat when we're told to bleat. And and uh, that's the way it is on Earth. Now, so, so finally, we're starting to achieve our birthright, which, which is to be sovereign human beings. But we have to claim it. We have to want it. We have to seek it out. And we have to fight for it because mm -hmm. it is at the same time now this technocratic, non-elected globalist government seeks to just dominate us in every possible way. Mm -hmm. Boy, if they get their central bank digital currency and they take away cash, it's game over for uh, most humans. You mm -hmm. will be absolutely in their control. So well, we are at the most critical stage I can see in history for the human race. Right here, mm. right now. So everybody that feels like they need to check out and get out of here, well, don't do it because we need all hands on deck. And mm. just being conscious, being cognizant of what I'm talking about. And I know you guys know, and you have a very sophisticated audience, that we are in struggle for our lives. And we need everybody to be a part of this. Just if you're thinking good thoughts and, and supporting this notion, that mm. helps <clears throat> that in the game. So... Dolly touches on Amelia. Did you want to get this, and then um, I'll get bring Brad in to talk about the pineal gland. Oh yeah. Well, the pineal. I can't hear you, Amelia. Wait one second. We have to read that for our audio listeners. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I keep putting my mic on on uh, mute so that I can cough. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dolly says you're not in contact with your actual consciousness. Your pineal gland is toxic. 
you're supposed to remember. Right. Yeah, we are supposed to remember. All the advanced ET races, they find it very peculiar that we can't remember. Right. But we've been we've been in a situation that has made it that way. Plus, part of the poisoning of the human race is to toxify that pineal gland, which is wired like the third eye in the middle of our uh, two hemispheres of the brain. And there's even a cavity around it. It's the only organ, especially in something as uh, fluid and dense as the brain, the pineal gland, like an eyeball, it has some satisfial mm. uh, fluid around it and then it's able mm. to uh, operate. But when, when we drink fluoride, or ingest it through uh, fluoride toothpaste. Yeah. There is there is no dental reason for that at all. Mm -hmm. It is strictly because they want to get us to believe that and then use it, and it calcifies that pineal gland, mm -hmm. and that's really our third eye. That is the the portal for uh, becoming really superhuman mm -hmm. people. Do they know why? Do they know why? No, they know why. Just they know that it counts like pineal gland and yeah, it makes it dormant. Yeah, yeah. Um, Tamara had a, a question for you here, but let me go bubbles. Yep, thank you. Uh, Tamara, hi, Tamara. Asks, do you feel most people born after the 1960s start to have memories of past lives? Yeah, I, I was born in the mid-60s, uh, okay. but it took me about 23 years till I started having my first past life recalls and that was through extended world travel mm -hmm. and one of the first and it still kind of gives me goosebumps to talk about it when i went to pay the ruined city when mount vesuvius erupted in 79 a.d buried pompeii and many people alive uh, but i knew pompeii before it was destroyed and i knew my way around and uh was with this australian guy was like, oh this is so familiar to me and well, I can tell you the forum is up that way, but before we get to the forum, we can go left and into the Coliseum. And I knew my way around. It was so uncanny uh, without even studying it or looking at a map. I just really felt I'd been there before. And uh, at subsequently going to Egypt and other countries, mostly European countries, I've had a lot of lifetime here. And yeah, I yeah. think uh, people kind of uh, reincarnate with their ethnic group but also their soul families and individuals that they mm -hmm. recognize. Mm -hmm. And I certainly did with my family. Right, right. Very cool. Um, <clears throat> Archons. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll go to Archons before we just segue into the next <laughs> chapter. I'm not inviting any of them in this time. <laughs> uh, the cosmic parasites. Yes, we'll, we'll call it the Arconic Network because it's actually it takes on different dimensions with different entities, but they, they largely operate in the lower fourth dimensional realms, which is the realm of ghosts and a lot of uh, discarnate spirits that are mm -hmm. kind of stuck after they have lived the physical life, are attached ever they are here. That's kind of what happens with uh, ghosts. But it is in this lower density fourth dimensional realm. And I've heard it described as such that if you were able to astral travel throughout all these dimensional realms, going through the low density fourth 
dimension is kind of going on a off ramp into an inner city where you're just driving by and uh, you lock the doors. You're kind of freaked out, but you're just absolutely amazed by what you see. <laughs> and, and it's kind of like that. There's there's a lot of depravity, and that it's not to say that when it, everybody dies they're enlightened all of a sudden No, quite the opposite there are very confused spirits out there and that's what is responsible for a lot of the hauntings so that's in the realm of the archonic network and these archons are this this unseen parasite mm-hmm. they've been talked about by the masters and uh, other shamans throughout time they're mm-hmm. recognizable uh, and they basically feed off your negative energy especially fear they love fear. That's a food source. It's even called louche. And that is why humans are constantly provoked into this fearful state, whether it's through false flags in the media, stoking up uh, school shootings, half of them are fake. Yeah, sure, there are a few psychos, but a lot of this stuff is, is really scripted mm-hmm. to keep the human race in a collective state of fear. Why? Because we're a food source. War. Arconic. Yeah, parasites. War. Nothing generates more fear than war. I'm sorry, you've included school shootings? Well, in the case of uh, some that are clearly false flags, that you can see what the agenda was for, namely to take away the guns in America, that is one of the biggest impediments to this new world order agenda taking hold. America really will be the last beacon on the hill because so many people here from China, from other communist countries who are escaping dictators and purges in other countries, they get to America and they say, there's nowhere left to go. We cannot lose the last beacon of freedom. And an armed militia, I don't even own a gun. I'm, I'm not into them at all, but I could tell you my neighbors got loads and I know how to handle one if I had to because self-defense is nature's oldest law. But mm-hmm. uh, the, they know that what did uh, the, the general in, uh, or the Admiral Yamamoto in World War II, he says, we could never invade America. Everybody's armed there. There would be a gun behind every blade of grass. Mm-hmm. So they, the globalists know that. And so they are engineering these shootings, not just shootings, but other events to make anybody who owns a gun look like a total fanatic. Mm-hmm. And look, they were already successful in getting rid of most of the guns in Canada and Australia and New Zealand uh, and Britain. So of the five a- countries, we're the last... Guns are guns are very prevalent in Canada. Maybe it's not on the news as much. We actually had a school shooting today in Toronto. Um, what the, the whole thing here is? They're not. Our laws are different. Yeah, they have control over laws, but the crime here is still very high. I think it's the unlicensed ones. It's definitely black about, market yeah. guns that are coming over the American border. That is mm-hmm. what's happening. You know, yeah. so. But yeah, there is a lot of crime here. Um, a lot of people think because we have gun control, I don't know exactly what gun control you can, I don't even know how you define that. Like not you, I mean, in general, any mm-hmm. government defines that because 
It hasn't stopped crime. In fact, in the last eight years, we're up 96% in gun crimes in Canada. Mm. So, and that was, that was put out there today. Um, I do work a lot in the criminal field. So for me, th this is really important to always know and have the information and always be updated. And when I saw that school shooting, I needed to know what the stats were. Mm. And it's 96% because we're in a fight right now for this gut control. Mm. And um, I, that's why I said it just doesn't work. Crimes are committed with guns that are black marketed. They're not committed by people who are licensed and registered. You don't want to go around killing people with a licensed and registered arm. You'd have to be crazy. Right. But if they right. are being all smuggled up, doesn't it suck for the law abiding citizen who's then victimized, can't defend themselves? Uh, I don't know because I mean, we've had, that's a whole other show. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> we've, we've had, we've had crimes yeah. where people are just running groups of people over on the sidewalk. So that's, I, that's a tough conversation <laughs> yeah. to have. I think it's, it's the climate of today. The crime mm. is going to happen, whether it's with a gun, with a vehicle. I mean, then we'd have to say all white vans are, mm -hmm. are, are, um, weapons oh, sure, yeah. um yeah. my some of my stilettos are weapons brown <laughs> has told me that i need a i need a, a carry permit for some of my stilettos um so yeah that's a that's a whole other conversation but i do understand what your point is it's it's a really fine line and it's a difficult and delicate topic mm. it's just like i'm frustrated by the gun carry law because i don't think it works mm -hmm. um what I'd like to do is a station and sponsor ID and then we'll bring yeah. Joe on and then we can all get oh, into really the, the whole crazy. I know I think we might have to pull the YouTube show. Oh, hi. That's not really, that's not really a weather balloon, but uh -huh. right. <laughs> right now. And then I'm going to put myself on mute because I don't know if that clicking is coming for me or not. Um, right now, you are listening to The Outer Realm with Michelle DeRoche and Amelia Pisano coming to you live from the beautiful city of New Orleans on 107.7 and 105.3 FM radio. We are streaming on over 200 platforms as well, so you can find us anywhere simply by searching United Public Radio and then searching The Outer Realm with Michelle DeRoche and myself. Tonight, we've got Brad Olson back in the house with us talking part two on his book, Beyond a Soteric, Escaping Prison Planet. And right now, we are going to be going into a separate conversation of these very specific weather balloons. And I'm going to do those air quotes that are so annoying. Um, and as well as um, train derailments and, and everything that's going on, whether what it has to do with military, government, or civilian opinions and what we've we've gathered information on so far and it's simply a discussion stream or listen to our archives archives part of me on the platform you normally use we'd like to give a huge thank you to the amazing people at Folgers coffee for fully sponsoring our show from day one michelle and i love you and we thank you so much for your ongoing and continued support shout out and thank you for our intro and outro to Dr. Snick, the sonic surgeon, Justin Snicker, award-winning composer and musician. You can find his music on Amazon and Bandcamp and find him on Facebook and Instagram. Speaking of which, if you're there now on Facebook or if you're on YouTube, make sure you give us a like and subscribe. If you're on Facebook, give us a like and follow. That's an order. Right there. <laughs> right there, right there. That's an order. 
So we'll wait for Joe to, um, to yeah, pop in. I'm going to mute because I don't know if that clicking is me. Um, nope, not me. Okay. Joe, Joe, are you in? <laughs> nope, he's on, he's off, he's on, he's off. Joe, Joe, ready for you anytime. <laughs> There he is. Oh my God. <laughs> yes. oh, I'm definitely muting my mic because I have so many things I could say I right know. now. Joe, meet Brad. Brad, meet Brad. Joe. Hey, Joe. Let me put Bob back over there before he gets, you know, gets us in. He's our, our station oh. owner and um, yeah, good American our name. Grand oh. Cuba. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what's left of Bob the Gray. You know, that's what happens when you get caught. Especially um, down here in the south, because we will eat anything. So you know, right. oh, yes, you would. it's fair yes, game. You, would. you know, that's another show, Joe. Oil and it's ready to go. That's just, not just, down. Okay. Yeah. That's one of yeah. those things. What's really in that etouffee? <laughs> Do you really want to know? <laughs> that's the real question. Um, you know, even when you go to high dollar restaurants down here, you could eat in a Michelin restaurant, three, four, five star. You just never know quite what they're serving you. Are you still I getting squirrel? It's I'll always really good. good. Oh, yeah, you get squirrel. You can get rabbit. I'll oh, even high-end restaurants. You can get all of that, though. And some of them you can still get venison in if, if you want to order it. And, uh, oh, you're yeah. always going to find venison in Canada. Well, yeah, I bet you are. But I mean, I down here, you, know, you, <laughs> can, you can buy it. I don't eat it, but you can but find it. You can find a lot of stuff. You don't have to hunt anymore. You can go to any uh, butcher store and get buy venison all day long. So. Yes. And you can buy it. You can even buy it by area so you know what it's going to taste like. You know, okay. So, does it have anything to do with those balloons, though? Yes, you didn't see them. <laughs> okay, one was, I one was know attached and hanging from it. We've got balloons. We've got major derailments. We've got we've the whole well, world. Well, the, just... the good thing about the derailment is the only good thing that's going to come out of here is Butterbutt's going to lose his job. So I'm really happy about that. Uh, other than that, we got a lot of people downwind. From, we got a half a dozen hosts downwind from this in mm. Pennsylvania. So, you know, they're downwind from them. So if the wind changes a little bit, uh, the whole bunch of them will be going to stay somewhere else. So uh, it's kind of weird. And it's kind of weird that nobody wanted to talk to If it wouldn't have been for the small media network, it would have never got out there. They're the ones that started talking about it and they wouldn't let it go. And finally, you know, CNN and them had to talk. They didn't have a choice. They weren't going to let it go. And people started dying. Dogs started dying. Fish started dying. I mean, come on, how long can you keep this a secret? You know, it, it's out there. You got to talk about it. You got you to let it out. So I have um, to ask this, and, and you guys can both chime in on it. Um, if, do you think, because there's this big fear now of poisoning the water supply and things like that, the atmosphere, crops, land, who wants to go first? But it's going to poison something no matter what. Uh, right. At this point, I don't know how they're going to get away with it. But they might even have to close one or two of their neighborhoods down. How have they gotten away with everything? <laughs> they get away with something. Some things they don't get away with. You'd be surprised how many times our government gets caught red-handed and has to dole out money. <laughs> you really be, be I would be. Yeah. You know, they, they've had, they've, you know, and a lot of times it's way past beyond, like Love Canal. Oh, oh that was way too late, but they doled out. Oh, in today's standards, it would have been about $100 billion. Uh, same thing with Three Mile Island. Oh, they didn't tell anybody, but they were doling out money steady. Still are actually doling out money steady. Um mm. The government gets busted. It's just we, the people, don't get to know anything. They don't. Everybody that's listening tonight, did y'all know y'all ignorant? Okay, you ignorant. That's how the government looks at you. you. Don't think you have any common sense in your head that you can't know the truth about anything, and you needed to be treated like little sheeples and be herded along. That's what the government thinks. 
for the rest mm-hmm. of you know, for the for the people who and we'll use woke in a different way, if I actually woke up and realized that, uh oh, I am a sheeple and I better do something about it before it's too late. At least y'all got some hope. You know, maybe mm. a little bit. Uh, maybe a little bit. I'm hanging out with the RH negative people. I know they're gonna they're gonna make it through the they're making it through the the day when it when the time little, comes. Our little population right here on screen. That's right. When, when the time it's comes, everything. they'll 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 still have survived. Yeah. Uh, oh, Brad, what's, the rest what's of y'all people, I don't know what to tell y'all. Y'all. What's your thoughts? You think they're trying to just poison everything? Oh yeah, we're gonna throw everything plus the kitchen sink at us. I'm telling you, we saw the food factories and the chickens being killed off calling it avian flu and no eggs they're they're going after the food supply now they're going after the soil so you can't grow this is this all just happened while i was in la this weekend i was a bit out of it and i'm just catching up and seeing some of the videos of that the ohio one is just outrageous it's bad heard it happen again in michigan so here you go more false flags but they are gonna hit us with everything they got and there's a, there's a chemical plant on fire right now in um, Florida, right? Yeah, they'll contain that pretty fast. The, the fires probably, in the south they're already don't, don't, asked people to um, to evacuate. Yeah, yeah they'll evacuate because, because it, it went out of hand. It's over fifty acres now. Yeah, when it because if it's in if it's in certain types of plant, they're going to ask you to get out. We live, unfortunately, when you're in New Orleans, you're only thirty five miles from some of the largest oil refineries in the world. And they're yeah. constantly blowing up and shit going wrong. What's actually more dangerous than oil farms is the damn grain elevators. Them things blowing up all the damn time, blowing up ships, blowing up cells, killing people. And you rarely ever hear about them. And ever hear about them. Just recently, 11 people killed one of them. Didn't even make the news. Damn thing blew up and almost sunk the ship next to it. And still, no, nobody talking about it. They're just really, really dangerous. There's a lot of dangerous stuff in the South, but. We, we don't see, like, food. We don't have to worry about that. Our food supply is very, very, very secure. Eggs, we're still paying $1.99 a dozen for eggs. We're still paying $1.99 yeah, for ground. Canada doesn't have that huge hike that you have across the U.S. I noticed that. For, for everybody else, like, out west and up east, they're screwed. Especially if the war comes, they're definitely screwed. Okay, um, so, so let's veer away for a bit. Let's, let's talk about um, these balloons <laughs> um, because America is just shooting them down all over the place, including over Canadian airspace. So what do we think? You know, I mean, Pentagon says not aliens. Brad, you want to chime in first on that one? What are your thoughts on that? And then yeah. So I write about uh, Project Bluebeam here. I've been researching this for a long time, following it ever since the uh, it broke with Carol Rosen talking about her time with Werner von Braun and him saying that this would be the last hand the cabal's going to play. And after that, they go into full New World Order, neo-fascist nightmare, totalitarian, worst case scenario you could ever imagine. Okay, humans will be slaves for thousands of years. We don't beat them now. And that's why they're throwing everything plus the kitchen sink at us because they're losing. And the reason they're losing is because we're waking up and we're seeing through this diabolical plan and everything that they've been pushing on us. Oh, oh, uh, it's always all for your safety. Remember that. That's their only justification for everything they do, even shutting down the protests for uh, anybody 
disrupting a school board meeting, but it was for your safety, what, what they're doing. So you guys, everything that's coming out of the mouthpiece of government, which is a captured operation, this is what the globalists want you to think. You see, the control is for your mind and the escape planet is not to go along with it. We have to be like uh, Martin Luther King and Gandhi and, and be non-compliant with a corrupt system. That's mm. the only thing you can do if you believe in non-violence like I do is mm. you just don't go along with it and you help wake up others. This mm. is a, a race for time. It's the amount of people that wake up versus the amount of time they need to fully implement their new world order thing. So what we're seeing with these opening salvos of, oh, maybe they're Chinese spy balloons. Spy balloons? Are you serious? They have the technology to see a deck of cards from outer space anywhere on the planet. Do not need to send over spy balloons. So right. I call a bunk on that. And then as far as shooting down UFOs, are you kidding me? They're using technology that is still so far above and beyond. With force field technology, you can't even get close to them. And they've mm -hmm. tried many times. So all of a sudden they're doing it now? What, with missiles? Give me a break. So it's all fake. We're being set up. It's going to start getting more and more of the space opera stuff. It's just ramping up to this summer. Is going to be a period of time that nobody's ever going to forget for the rest of their life. Because it's all coming to a head. The USA defaults. Right. All the runs out. There's an right. old saying back from the uh, French Revolution. But, that total yeah. societal collapse is only eight meals away. So when yeah. the, well, that, that's actually true. There, you're going to see people go ape shit crazy. So, folks, you got a couple months still to get ready. I'm already starting to see some shelves go bare. And things are running out. It's harder to order stuff. Get what you need now and, and hunker down because this is going to be a rocky road. And but I, I got a question for you, man. Who, who is the New World Order? It's not the Bilderbergs. It's not the Masons. It's not the Templars. They all hate each other, so they're not going to work together. And they're definitely not going to let some cabal from some wait, other wait, country come over here and do anything. Exactly no, because, because no, they don't get along with each other. They hate each other. Who cares that they get along but it's the money to that's doing it. Yes, it is the Bilderberg. Yeah, but they, they, they're they working completely against each other. They're going in different directions. The Skull and Bones will tell you, to your face, that they're moving in a different direction than the Masons or the Bilderbergs. They're looking for something else out of out of what we call Earth than they are. This has always been the fundamental problem. This has been something from day one. This has always been going on since for 10,000 years. This is coming. But the problem is, is you can't ever get the eight or nine key people, the key families to get along long enough to do it somebody always stabs somebody in the back who goes out and takes them out uh, because unfortunately they can't get along there's no way for them to figure out how to divvy up the planet that's really what the problem is how do you divvy up earth when you hate each other once once we're out of the way how do you divvy up the planet you know how are you going to do this do you really think these big groups of families are going to think the other family is going to be honest and do it hell no they're not they're mm. going to kill each other off man uh, but actually it might be a good thing for us in the long term uh, they might kill a bunch of each other's off but you know i know I, i've been pervy to some families over the years and they don't get along they just don't and they're not going to work in the, they're not let me put it this way they're not going to work with like to try to to help bring down anything in this country 
because they're just not going to do it. They would soon burn and die before they even allowed that to happen because they want the control. They want the control. They want the control of this and they have to control this one before they control the other one. Chinese is not giving up control of their country. That's always been the problem until someone or something can actually figure out how to make everyone go along with everyone else. It's never going to happen. There's always going to be something fighting against something else. There's always going to be something standing in the way. And that's just from just being alive for as long as I have been watching this uh, and seeing the way it plays out. It always seems we're headed this way and then something hits us and knocks us this way. Uh, it, it's just been something that's played out in your man here. And I don't think maybe it's because all of y'all were really bad in your last past lives and they're not through with your asses yet. Right. So, okay. So what are your thoughts then on these balloons, Joe? I don't know how I'm a balloons. The, uh, I know two of them are balloons and because I've seen the footage on them. The one footage, yeah. I, the one set of footage I've seen looked like, it looked like a container of some kind, like a big silver container. That, and it looked kind of it looked kind of bent up and smashed up. I, I have a hard time thinking that's alien technology. I guess it could be. I can't rule out that it wasn't, but I don't know if it is or if it isn't alien technology. I'll tell you this, though. Remember, real quick, because I don't want to cut him off. Remember when we uh, when we had the comet that came through the solar system and all the scientists were saying it was alien because mm-hmm. it, it changed directions twice and changed speed twice? Yeah. So the last three days, just before it was leaving to go around the sun, there was some shit ejected from it. Now, at first, they just said, oh, it's old rocks close to the sun. And then a couple of amateur astronomers caught what looked to be like cylinders, seven or eight of them headed this way. Now, it was going to take two or three years for them to get here. On top of that, a good friend of mine at Kauai at the, at the Hawaiian Institute, actually at the Hawaiian Observatory, also got an image of this. And it did look like, I mean, maybe they were little baby asteroids that looked like cylinders, but they were definitely cylinder shaped. And they definitely looked like they were headed in this direction. On top of that, two of the things we know that were shot down were not balloons. It was some type of cylinder-shaped thing. And I'm not saying that, I mean, maybe this was an alien race with closer technology to us and they sent them. Maybe this was something to play games with us. Uh, you can't rule out somebody was playing games and, and they wanted them to think it was aliens. It's hmm. easier to it's easier to cover. The Pentagon has said it wasn't. They don't believe it was. Well, it's easier to cover the truth with a lie or cover a lie with a bit of a truth. And so... You know, and, and I was just surprised when I heard the, the guy walk up there, the head of our military, say, oh, well, it could be alien. But, dude, we just shot down an alien spacecraft with our air ram missile. Give me a fucking break. Well, no way. Uh, do, you, do, you think it's, do you think it's reverse engineering? Do you think it's one of ours? I, I really think, to be honest with you, I think it was probably a probe from Omarosa as it was going by. Check it out. It realized it was life here. It was too big to come get in orbit. So I just probably released the probe to see what was here. That's just a whole different alien race than any of the other ones. That's just somebody happened to happen like we are scrolling through the solar system and just wait, does that planet actually have life? Let's send something over there. But we don't really know. I will say this. I don't think it was any significant alien in it of any kind, because I don't think a real alien craft can be shot down with an ARAM F-22 missile. I just don't, I don't, any alien aliens we've done any research on would just have giggled at the missile. They would have just said, no, missile, it would have just either blown up or been bounced off. It's just, I don't think any any advanced races that we're talking about that visit this planet, I don't think that missile is going to even phase them. Uh, I think they're just going to go on with themselves. That, the only thing that worried about me about those two containers were, what if there would have been something inside? That's the only thing that worried me was maybe there could have been, but obviously it's been a few days now if there was something inside we'd know. So I, I don't know what it was, why Uncle Sam 
and the thing that bothers me more than anything about all of this and makes me think about a whole nother subject of somebody being corrupt is the fact that we watch a spy balloon float across the country over three silo bases over NORAD, around a bunch of other stuff right next to DC, and then we shot it down in the ocean after it's done sent all the signals to space. Never understood that. But all the rest of this stuff, as soon as we see it, we shoot it down. We're being played, but by whom and for what reason? Because I have a hard time thinking Biden can even play his, his television. Uh, so, Brad, is he playing you? I don't, I don't, I mean, there's definitely somebody high at work there. Somebody the other day told me Jill Biden was running the country. I said, well, I'm moving to Mexico. <laughs> I said, Mexico sounds good. Canada, I can't live with pink shorts, but I can move to Mexico. Oh, he won't be here long. <laughs> Especially since that girl <laughs> came out. And, that girl came out and said she had all the goods on him and had the mama calling. Was, no, oh, wait. not another minister under investigation as of today. So, oh, wait, wait. Who is who is Sweet Socks or or what the hell? You sent me no the idea. You follow the the government in Canada more than I do. <laughs> No, but you sent me the video. Of what? Of of with something sweet socks and oh, I can't remember. Now I have to go find it. It has nothing to do with what we're talking about tonight. Oh, okay. Brad, we can't hear you, babe. What's going on? No, but click your your. Oh, he's touching the screen now. He's typing. I keep seeing that gray alien standing behind him. I'm worried for the man. <laughs> he might get taken on a trip. <laughs> Oh, my God. Well, there's lots of fake threats to national security. I'm not going to argue that. There's, there's times I actually have to wonder what our government's trying to pull. Um, I love my government. Though. I just get worried about it sometimes. I, I wonder about that with these these balloons and, and things that are happening. I have to wonder, is it is it our government or is it someone else's? Or I mean, how many times did this happened that we didn't know about it how often did it i mean someone put in the chat room that they've been sending these balloons over since the 1940s well they probably have been but but the ones they said we didn't know about was two of about two happened to obama one happened in trump and uh, one happened with biden of course okay. we, don't know, we don't know what these other three things are and actually you know better than that this has happened more often than that but i do agree with brad said I mean, there are some advantages to using a low-altitude balloon over satellites, but, man, really, their satellites are pretty yeah. damn good. They can really get a lot of good imaging out. Now, granted, a balloon at 60,000 feet is going to pick up more than just imaging. It's going to be picking up, you know, radio waves and microwaves and stuff like that, and that might have been what they were after, uh, interfering okay. microwaves. But, see, China was smart. They stayed at 60,000 feet. That's above commercial airlines, so nobody mm -hmm. was really worried about it. No, these and other you couldn't things, capture that with your phone from ground level. Yeah, so none of these other these other things, though, were at 40,000 and 20,000. That's inside of commercial air traffic. So wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. You know, they're not going to leave that there for any reason. They can't because, you know, we don't want our airliner hitting and falling out the sky and killing 200 people or something. So it had to go. Yeah. What I don't how, understand is why it's taken so long to tell us. How many of them have they, they shot down or how many have been seen so far since first report? Four shot down in our country, two shot down in China, one shot down in Russia. One was shot two, down in seven. Canadian airspace. 
Yeah, we count that one as the four. That's the Americans uh, shot it down. Yeah, yeah but we, over we the don't, Arctic. I know for Canadians, y'all think of it as Canada. We just think of it as North America. I'm sorry, guys. We don't actually consider y'all a country. We just consider y'all part of oh, wow. North America. Well, we consider you the That's United how much States, we, so love we consider you. us Canada. But we, we love y'all so much that we just consider y'all part of our country. And we're even willing well, to protect well, thank y'all and God, die. Thank God we have you right now because our military is pretty much depleted. Mm. But on um, vacation right now. Dolly says false flag. False flag as to all of this is false flags, I think. Oh, fake threats to the NSA. Um, so they could call out martial law. Ooh. Okay. I don't know. Like, I mean, they didn't do that during the pandemic. So you know, I was thinking they, they could have. Pardon? <laughs> in Canada, pretty well, much. Well, not not to the extent that they could have. I'm just saying, like, that's something that Depends they could have province. done a long time ago. Not, they not don't province, need to but... send out the military to shoot balloons. They could just create a story and shut you down. Mm-hmm. Martial law can come at in a drop of a hat. They don't mm, need they us can. to. They can. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why it's called that. They don't need our approval. Mm-hmm. Well, it, well, sometimes they do, but it just really depends what's going on. Actually, Tamara, I was thinking about you today. I'll have to tell you when we get closer to the end of the show. Um, oh, and the evil one has re- come out, huh? And uh, we, we have had something evil walk. It's black and dark and evil and scary. We're not going to mention it. It's me. It's just a tiny little We don't, we don't, we don't want it to get up here and cause some trouble or something like it always likes to do. It, yeah, yeah. It, 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 it like, oh, the door opened. It was in here immediately in the studio. Like, hey, Danny, what you doing? Can I get up there, Danny? What you doing, Danny? What you doing? What you doing? The dog is insane. Um, what, it what is. Do you, let me yeah. think, sorry, about the people's reaction to all of this. I, 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 I watch a lot of posts, you know, I don't partake in a lot, but I do read a lot of what people are commenting. And I've noticed even on social media, you have these these extraterrestrial groups and it's all pro-extraterrestrial. But right now, in a lot of these same groups, as I watch comments, people are getting a little hostile. Because people, people like, are nervous. So, yeah. To me, I would normally not think this was extraterrestrial unless it was like from that comment I was talking about earlier. That's that's a possibility because that may be a race closer to our technology. That's why we were able to shoot it down. A gray or, or or something like that shooting down one of their probes, one would be hard because damn thing just wouldn't sit there and let it shoot it down. Uh, even though we could probably get one, a small one, or even maybe an escape craft, we might be able to shoot down. But we're not shooting down any real craft at all. They would. They mm-hmm. first off, they would laugh at us, and secondly, they said, "Did you just shoot at me? Watch this!" Yeah, uh, as gone. the F twenty two came stumbling out the air. Um, <laughs> that's that's just how that would play out. Uh, so I don't think that's what it is. I just don't no, understand why he is not here. No, I, he, 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 I don't agree with that. Yeah. See, like that's, that's, it, you know, that's he, something he Brad was those. saying even earlier in his book, like there, there are so many different um, species or races, I guess, but there really the is already here. But, no, but there really isn't. And it's not that hard to figure this out. So, if you go back in, in time, and this is where I always tell people to start in ufology is to go backwards in time. It's the best place to start. So first alien race you're going to hear described is a human-type alien race somewhere seven or eight foot tall with an elongated head. Matter of fact, it looks like the pharaohs of Egypt, and the Sumerians talk about it. So do a couple other races. The next thing you hear is what? The pneumos, the reptilians. 
And that's all you really hear about until modern era. There's no really, there's some demons here, this, that, and the other thing, but there's no really other alien races out there. And when the greys come along, the greys come around around the same time the little people were being seen and all this other stuff. So they probably account for a lot of the fairies and a lot of little people's stories probably go to them. Not all of them, but a lot of them probably do. Mm-hmm. Especially since they were RH negative and the green hills are littled with red-haired, white-skinned, green-eyed, O-negative people. So it would make sense that that's what they were seeing. Oh, let me go take her and she'll think I'm just this little fairy person. Mm-hmm. Nasty, scary, as gray is what that was. But we know those come and go. They got they got agendas they're running. They're taking care of their business. As far as, and that's how you know there's no alien race that would directly interfere with us. That's why I agree with Brad. I mean, if, if, if there was going to be an alien invasion of some kind, it may actually be sponsored by something. It doesn't necessarily have to be an actual extraterrestrial race because the big races have been here anywhere from 10,000 to 2 million years. At any time, they could have took over the planets. So I don't think yeah, there's nothing right? that we can offer them right now that's, that we couldn't offer them in the past. That's that's the point that you just made there that asks me, that makes me doubt everything. And I respect your opinions and your comments, Dolly. I just don't trust anyone right now and anything. Don't anyone trust move on, Dolly. I don't Mufon trust is- any. I don't trust anyone um, to say the science proves it. I'm sure. I'm sure. Like what no, you say no is true. I'm only speaking for my feelings, my personal feelings. I don't trust anyone. I don't trust science. Um, I think we were taught not to trust science in the last few years. Um, but I just, I can't, I have to, I need to be able to see, feel and touch everything that's happening right now. It's scary for everyone. People who have no um, interest in, in conspiracy theorists are now looking to them for answers and people who never had an interest in aliens are now researching. Most mm-hmm. Googled search right now is ET and races. Phone home. So yeah, it's, it's quite, um, it's quite scary. That's why we're talking about it. Cause none of us really, really know, you know, um, we could play both sides of the coin and say, well, I know because I experienced that, but how do we know you experienced it and the experience wasn't put in you? We can have that double-sided conversation. I know I was taught not to trust without knowledge, and I never will trust. But I am actually the opposite. If you ask Michelle, I trust too much, and I always get burnt. I'm actually the opposite. So I don't want to be put in a bubble or a group. Um, uh, thank you, Melissa. Agrees with me. People are very nervous and don't know what to believe. It's really scary. I'm seeing a lot of people flock to social media saying, I don't believe in this stuff, but I don't know what to do. And this is going to cause those supply chain demands and shortages because just like the stupid toilet paper, Uh, we are starting to see other shortages because people are hoarding mm -hmm. because they're told to. So remember that it's not always, you know, that we don't have it. We We have it. You were just taking it home. Mm -hmm. I I think... You know, I do agree with the false flag thing, psyops, you know, social experiments, um, trying to see how we would handle something more serious, perhaps, um, or just trying to instill fear. Because then, of course, you know, the military or the Pentagon has to come up and say, well, hey, where did that, what was it, $300 billion just go, you know, that they get every year? Um, you know, like you have to explain something. There's a war machine going on somewhere. There's something going on someplace. And um, you have to keep that going somehow. 
you know, but um, I don't know. I just think people have a lot of mixed feelings right Very. now. It's so um, confusing, right? You don't know what to believe. You don't know to trust yourself or to trust what someone else is saying. I mean, especially in this field, we're, we've seen things um, happen to people that were not their experiences, but given to them as experiences. How do we know that's not happening right now? Mm. I, I mean, if if you believe they can fake the moon landing, you believe they can fake anything. Mm. That's and true. that was 1969. Think about technology today. Mm -hmm. I almost got thrown off a TikTok the other day for calling somebody a moron. It's uh, well, it was a little, it was a little rougher than that, but still. This, yeah. this, this guy was explaining to me why we didn't go to the moon. I said, you know, I've met some of these guys, right? He's like, what do you mean? I said, I've met several of these astronauts from Mercury, Gemini, Apollo, and the space shuttle. I said, so you don't think we take the space shuttle up? Because a lot of times they give me this argument about the Van Elden belt and stuff like that. I said, well, the space shuttle up there, and so is the space station. It's up there all the time. I mean, it's live. You can watch them live, man. Come on. Now, what's going on? I you said, see you don't believe me. From the right. <laughs> you can see it from the ground without a telescope. You can yeah. use just binoculars and see it quite well, or you can use a telescope and see it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so it's no, not I know, like Dolly. Don't know they didn't dead. fake the moon landing. No, I'm just saying people believe that. So you, you, it's hard. Like, And that was back then. That's what my point was. I think when it comes to social media, you know, there's so much information out there. And some people, this is what, this is how they get their information. This is their their exit into the outside world. Mm -hmm. They don't necessarily, are, you know, they don't go out or they, they, they don't have the ability, whatever the case may be. There's several reasons as to why social media is a lifeline for so many people. And you don't always get the correct information and you get a lot of opinions being thrown around literally minute by minute. So you yeah. have to, you know, how do you filter everything out and come back and say, okay, you know, people right now, a lot of people are frightened. A lot of people are confused. A lot of people are curious. I'm curious more than anything. Yeah. I'm curious as to people's like, you know, why all these mixed feelings and, um, you know, I think anybody who's and just because I, you know, we do have a lot of um, a lot of friends who are, or especially you know, guests who have come on, very educated people, and they're all saying, "No, this is psyops. This is not. This is false flag. This is nothing that we all have to be concerned about." Yeah. You know, so it does lead that way, and no, I do believe that they landed on the moon, Dolly. I really do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, Adrian asks, how many hundreds of points of view are out there? We mm -hmm. better start using our intuition. Mm -hmm. I think that's why it's important to stay off social media right now in that topic matter. Mm -hmm. um, I, I know you reach for information, but it's kind of maybe give it a break for a couple of days and see what transpires. Mm -hmm. Cause there's yeah. just too much. It, I was just taken aback by the one lady who says, went on, opened up an account just to say that she doesn't and never followed any of this and now is very frightened and was curious as to what other people were thinking. She literally mm -hmm. opened up her account just for that. Nope. She's not even on social media. She doesn't watch the news. Mm -hmm. She said it, it's, um, I can't watch it. Her husband watched it at nauseam were her words and it's difficult and they've moved off the grid 
and they're starting to live in a, a sustainable life. They even have a pond with fish and they started a garden and she talked about that. And I believe it was very friendly and trying to reach out to help people who were thinking about it like her and like me, I'm on the fence with a lot of it as well. But um, I, I, I believe psyops. I, I 100 and 10% mm. believe that. Um, mm. It's not far-fetched. It's easy to believe. It wouldn't be the first time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Joe, do you think we're going to be, like, you know, Brad had made a comment about having this really wild ride this summer. What are your thoughts? It, it might have. Like I was telling him, though, I have this, this fundamental issue with, how everybody in the planet gets along. So it makes it hard for me when we start talking about this stuff to figure out how somebody can pull it off. You know, you pull it off in your country, maybe if, if, but like in Europe, I mean, there's too many major groups over there uh, that are all are buying for power and they don't, they just philosophically don't agree. That's why I've never been really worried about the one world, world order taking over because Philosophically, none of these groups agree with. It. They all oh think God. that their way is the way to rule they're, the world. They're at war with each other. That's what I'm saying. So how do yeah. you? That's why I was asking Brad. Probably upsetting, but I didn't mean to. But it's um. But how do you get this to happen when none of these groups can get along with each other? I mean, it's just some of them. They make allies with each of some of them, and some of them are delicate allies, and then some of them go to killing each other, and families marrying and kill each other. But unfortunately, there are just some groups out there fundamentally that don't agree with what the other ones do. I think it's a fair statement. And when you talk about the Bilderbergs and the Skull and Bones, which are just two groups, even if it's a family name on the other side, but it's still just a group, uh, they their philological are complete opposites, you know. And then you have the Masons, which are, are thinking in a whole different way. The Masons still basically have a military set, uh, not a military set, uh, a religious set underneath them. So, and then you get the rebirth of the Templars, uh, depending on which. Yeah. I don't then, think then there's a I don't think they ever left. Well, <laughs> I, I agree, but we'll, we'll just say it's a rebirth into modern times. Okay. And then uh, then you've got several groups out of the Middle East, and we're not even talking about South America or, or Africa or even Canada for that matter. It's, um, you know, there's just too many of them. And, they, and yes, you, you might get some from each group to get along with each other, but fundamentally these 30 or 40 groups, you, you, they may divide up into to three, but they're not going to get along with each other because – they think that their way of ruling the world or ruling the country is the right way. I mean, we can't even decide what the hell's going on in our own countries right now. We're worried about people coming in from another other sources and taking over. They want to. Don't get me wrong. There are powers out there that really want to come in, just kind of squash humans till they're kind of shaking around and then take over and make us happier for, with less. Because, oh, we had all this stuff now. Well, we won't have internet and TV anymore, but we'll have food and, and stuff like that. We'll be happier with less. Um, and then we're much easier to control. That's what they think. But unfortunately, what none of these idiots are taking into consideration is, is humans have had it too good for too long. You, you think you might break the Z-Geners, but after they go out to computers and laptops, they're going to be rebelling. Even if your mind gets them killed. It's just we've come to a point on this planet that, that I don't know how we'll ever be able to unite under one group because we're all kind of scared to even do it. We're thinking that if we do, we'll all something bad will happen to us. Mm. So, and we have to, if we, if we're going to ever become a true space fair and race and be counted amongst the stars with the other aliens, 
somehow or another, we're going to have to figure out a way to unite this plan. I have, I have to tell you, Joe, when you bring up Z, Z, Generation Z, Z, depending on where you live, <laughs> I think the Gen Xers are the ones that are going to keep the rest of you alive. And I'm speaking as a Gen Xer because yes, we Gen were Xers literally are. raised to be on our own at all times. I could leave the house and not come back till the damn street lights are on. And that is no joke. You know, strip cut myself on the pavement, wash it with water from any puddle and keep going. I'm just saying. But the millennials will be the one that's going to be doing the fighting for us. So. Yeah, but uh, they're, going to, they're going to need us to lead them. They, uh, well, they'll always be because we, you know, like America has 40 years of trained troops. We're not, we're not so much worried. That's why I'm not really worried about getting into a fight. You know, that's why Russia's having such a hard time. Russia hasn't fought a real battle in 50 years. Even in Afghanistan, they get their ass fought. And here's little bit old Ukraine with no military at all, kicking their butts left and right. Um, you don't want to get into a country fight with the United States, would have, which we would have air superiority in less than two days. And then we just bomb them into the Stone Age. Um, and China knows that too. I mean, some things you just stay away from because you're smart. And that goes back to saying what we were talking about, trying to control the world. Xi Jinping sees a much different view of this planet than America does, or did the Allies do for that matter? Mm -hmm. Russia has another view of it. He has shorter vision, I think. I think Russia, he, sees, he sees into like next week, and that's it. Well, Xi Jinping's in a, in a problem. He sees, he's he lived in America. He was here for a long time uh, before he really got into the government. And, and that's one of the things that helped him because he understands America. He knows our weaknesses and our strengths. So he, in a lot of ways, he's trying to model China after it. So in China's middle government down, they're basically Americans. Uh, they're eating like Americans. They got their cell phones. They got their cars. They even get their lo like the local officials. But the communist government still controls everything else, and that's where China has its problems. That's why so many people are still starving there. And, and people forget the way Japan conquered China was not through arms. It was through giving their soldiers food for their weapons because every, all the allies had cut all the food off to China, and they were starving to death. The Japanese have described the troops at the beaches so thin and frail that they, they couldn't even put up a fight if they wanted to. Mm -hmm. And it's exactly what would happen now. What, know, so. what are your thoughts on 9G? Because Bell Canada, here in Canada, this is the information coming down the pipe. So, you know, it's funny about all these Gs. I find this interesting stuff because radio waves can affect humans in lots of ways. Microwaves, I should say, in this case. Mm -hmm. But people forget that we have ultra-high and ultra-low frequencies already, much higher than 9G and much lower than 9G. And it's constantly being bombarded. I was thinking about your boy Brad being out there in the sticks, so people don't realize this, but when you live out in the country, the military has to boost the rate microwave signals at a very high rate to get them across areas like that. Or they have to put up a tower somewhere in the middle of nowhere to boost them. But regardless, those microwaves coming through there are very, very, very dangerous. Mm -hmm. um, so we forget that those are all already around us. This is just adding to what we're already being bombarded with. Uh, you know, if you notice, you'll be driving down a highway somewhere and you'll see a tower up there. It'll have dishes on it or it have like a V-scoop on it or something like that. Those are microwave towers. They're sending serious transmissions all over the place, to military bases, to space, <clears throat> everywhere they make 9g and 5g look like child's play because they're serious and we already know the government's already done experiments our government for sure has done experiments in ultra low frequency uh and ultra high frequency they did it in alpha and whatever the other one was and it messed people the first recorded place they used it was that we know of was phoenix arizona 
Uh, people started having ear bleeds and, and, and were having bad moods and getting in fights and raised any area that was exposed to this to violence went up like 50% overnight. Uh, there was all kind of domestic squabbles and stuff. And it was, it was actually pretty bad for a while. And then it just stopped and it happened somewhere else. So the government was just going around different areas, checking out just how this worked. So they feel, realize that, if, you know, if they went to war, like in Europe, they could roll these things up to the line and just, just push this stuff across the airways. Their own troops would go crazy. We wouldn't even have to send their own people in. This is stuff they were working with. Same thing that the uh, communist Cubans used on the Americans under Obama. When he sent that delegation down there, and all the ones that came back with the ears all messed up, eyes all busted out and stuff, same thing they used. It, it's a very effective weapon. And I, an ultra-high frequency is even worse. At the right frequency, make your damn head pop, or at least your eyes pop. It's just mm. it's, it's stuff that is supposed to be high enough that we shouldn't get involved in it. It shouldn't matter to us. But and yeah, it's becoming part. It's going to be a part of our environment. But so it's a little weird how when your phones work. So you know, already when you hold up your phone, you stick a microwave to the side of your brain. Radiation. Mm. You just hold it. That's why you shouldn't be holding it next to your phone. Well, most of the time I use mine on voice anyway, so it doesn't really matter. But still, that's what you're doing. And people who use those earpieces are doing the same thing. You're just beaming microwaves right into your head. But it's not quite what people think it is. So the 5G is at the tower. What's actually coming to use is a little different. Uh, It's a little different the way it's set up. And uh, so it just kind of goes around. And 5G, really, if I remember right, I think it's 100 megs down and 25 megs up, if I remember. It might be 15 megs up. So it's really not any worse than any um, 10 meg internet in any open city somewhere. Like in Philadelphia, they have 10 gig, 10 gig internet, which would be about equivalent to 5G. Uh, it was just it's just a different design because it's for you know open areas, and um, 5G is meant for your cell phone, which is a different item. It works on a different path. Well, you actually, can turn you can it off, though. Yeah, you can turn it off. Mine's on, actually, uh, the my 5G tower. turned off, yeah. Well, my, my 5G tower don't work by my house. <laughs> 4G. It's either on Rome or 4G. Mm. And uh, But, you know, so 90% of my phone calls are done in my car. So it's not, it's through the speaker in my car. And it's in the yeah. So I'm not really, even question. like when I'm talking to y'all and Michelle, somebody, it's on my desk. Because <laughs> uh, I don't like holding it to my ear. And it's got a crappy earpiece anyway, so. Uh, it's just easier for me that way, and it's not beaming through my head at warp speed. You know, it's, um, not, it's not making my synapses glow different colors and stuff. <laughs> Tamara is asking, yeah. is that why some people are reporting a hum that they hear 24-7? Actually, it is. And it's not the first time or probably won't be the last time. So, um, yeah. And there's a couple okay, now. The hum thing, there's a couple of different things. Sometimes certain bases... Uh, in the United States, give off this weird hum. It's not like an ultra high, ultra low. It's just some kind of power system they're using. It's so powerful that it's actually being transmitted through the earth itself. And then, of course, there is the other ones that are tapping right into your synapses and pumping this into your head. And that you just got to be careful with it because the only thing you can really do for it is either move or get you some earplugs and stick them in your ears and, and down and out because it will make you batshit crazy. Uh, it'll, it'll, it, it doesn't stop. It's not like, you know, sometimes you'll do something, your ears will ring for a while, buzz for a minute or two, and that stops. This doesn't stop. This is, it's just, just really. Oh, I get it. Sometimes it shoots way up and it's always constant. And it's, a, oh. it's just constantly going across there and it can fluctuate. Um, it's tinfoil. You know, I met the guy who originally invented yeah. the tinfoil cap. He actually came 
on a show I used to hold called Wake Up USA. He said, he said, you put this in your cap and you'll never have to worry about aliens again. I was like, well, that's cool, dude. It works. It works. I, 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 look, so if you can stop an alien from getting you. <laughs> man, I could go for some good with this. If I haven't eaten any, eaten any in a couple of months. Something to be said for it. <laughs> so, but speaking of that, they got ribeyes on sale this week. Oh, uh, I grilled two of them up today. Well, I get them cut because these come in holes and these are boneless too. So it's not going to be a bone. I'm just going to get them Okay, cut let's not go into food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. Take the show right so, off. So uh, we, we could talk about that after the show. So, okay, so what do you foresee with everything going on? There seems to be a pattern. Um, everybody keeps talking about, like, like Brad mentioned, just wait, this summer is going to be a catalyst. Things are going to go down. And that, that's because presidents. What are your thoughts? That's because Donald Trump's going to move to Canada and become y'all's premier. You guys, honestly. <laughs> I'm just saying, and then y'all are going to be looking, like, oh, he's holy. looking really good right now. Yeah, I have good. to tell you that. <laughs> oh, you know, it's see, that's some of the other things that I wonder about. So, we, we've we're in a precipice, precipice, and and nowhere, no one really knows where we're going. We could just do like we always do and take a left <laughs> or right turn, like like 9 11. Everybody swore 9 11 was going to be a nuclear war because, especially since this was going to be held in, in the Middle East and blood to the horse's bridle, the whole nine yards. Well, it wasn't. It never even came yeah. close to being one. Mm-hmm. Now, Russia could be a nuke, but Putin, Putin, don't get me wrong, Putin can be a real you-know-what, but will he actually nuke the planet just to prove a point? I don't know. He just doesn't seem like that. <clears throat> I don't Not think just, he'd do that to his family, but then yeah. again, we don't really know his state of mind. But, but right? people forget, he actually loves Russia. I mean, he was one of those guys, he was, you know, when he was young, he was like, Russia, 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 Russia. That's why he always wanted to serve. That's why he's part of the KGB. He always yeah, wanted to I serve. don't know he's, anything about him, so I can't speak on it. I really yeah, don't he, know he loves, he loves his country just like everybody else loves theirs. and I, So I don't think he's looking for that. And unless he thinks he needs to save face, I don't think that's what it's going to be. Now, he has been testing the U.S. a lot, and Canada for that matter. Uh, two days ago, the, the NORAD uh, sent back some uh, bombers back to Russia. Today, they sent back eight fighters back to yes. Russia. So yeah. he's been testing the the waters Today. quite a lot, and, Today, uh, yeah. and thank God that you know Canada, United States and Canada work closely together on that, and they keep good tabs on that. So, but see, still he's just doing that for you know what and giggles. That, that's why he's doing it. But would he be part of some kind of mass thing to shock the whole? So when we talk about like what we were talking about with Brad, everybody has to be in on this. Joe Biden has to be on this. Donald Trump has to be on this. Pink Shorts has to be on this. Castro, Castro has to be on this. Xi Jinping has to be in on this. Joe, I mean, uh, Putin's got to be on this. Whoever and the premier, England, UK too, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Premier England's got to yeah. be on this. Egon's got to be on this. All the powerful nations would have to sign off on this for this to work. And therein lies the problem, right there. Germany's so pissed at Russia right now; they're not doing anything with them. Most of the rest of the world is not really happy with Russia right now. And even Xi Jinping has been distanced himself from Russia because he's got the same problem everything else. If, if, oh, if, he's got a shared border. Yeah, he does. And, and That's scary. He's got a shared border. And yeah. if the United States and its allies decide to cut them off from food, they're both in trouble. I mean, Russia's already in trouble, and there comes Ping. So that might start a war. But So I think he's just he's, he's trying to balance saving face with his country 
keeping Russia as an ally and not getting into a conflict with the United States. Which, Do you think he be. sent those balloons to see how quickly America and Canada reacts? Yeah, because he sent three and nobody ever seen them. <laughs> he figured right? he'd just sail across the country with, <laughs> you know, one cheese and pizza. Yeah, but you know, apparently there was a girl from Germany who back in the, what was it? Like, what was it, a couple of decades ago or a few decades ago, warned the United States of this yeah. happening and nobody yeah. paid any attention. That was all over it. social media today. So, that, act, that exact story, Michelle. That's, yeah. So, in case y'all didn't notice, ladies and gentlemen, the first package they shot out over the South Carolina in the ocean, the package itself was the size of a school bus. Do you know what kind of nuke you can make the size of a school bus? So if this thing was the aerial burst floating in over South Carolina near Maryland and, and DC, it would have wiped out the whole area, and that would have been World especially War. Especially if you shot it down. Yeah, and, and that would have been World. That would have been World War Three, but it wouldn't have mattered because most of the United States command people would be dead. Congress was in session. I mean, they would have wiped out Congress. Would have killed the president. Hell, who would have took over? The janitor would have been our next president of the United damn States. I mean, it's it's like one of them more them ancient movies you see. So that kind of stuff is really dangerous. And why a president, any president, would let I, I don't know. I can't answer that. That bothers me because he might allow for something stupid. Right, Dolly, to be safe. To save face. That, that Bye, might be Dolly, how he Thank you. Because we know, we know that the, all the Russian stuff with Trump was a false flag. We know that for a fact now. Mm. Looking like some of the stuff we found out recently about the last two elections looked a bit on the false flag. Like, you know, what's his name? Laptop being Russian. So it's not that the government don't do it. It's just to what extent can they do it? And how many people are they going to fool? Uh, people are really leery from the last two elections. I, I don't know what you're going to I'm more f- concerned about why. Well, why is power and control? The yeah, Democrats want control. They they would love to be communists. They would love to be communists because uh, then they have full control. No more elections out the window. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, and yet they want to get rid of the royal family. Well, Isn't that kind of the same well, shit? Why, the, why all the false flags? Why all the psyops? Why not just. I mean, they have the technology just to play, do what they want to do. Why all the well, games? Because the technology doesn't work perfectly. That's the mm-hmm. problem. That's always been the problem. It, it messes up sometimes and things go awry and stuff gets leaked out that shouldn't get le- leaked out and, and things become make people more aware. Mm-hmm. And that's what the problem is. So each each time they make a screw up, people become more aware that what's going on, like like with when we found out about Facebook and, and Twitter mm-hmm. being interjected by the FBI. Now the country's aware of that now. Oh, Twitter's, for that. Twitter's under fire right now. They're <laughs> all going to be spending time in jail. <laughs> the the judge said it. You can laugh now, but I guarantee you, you'll all be serving time when this is over. <laughs> I was just when because be they're, they're well, proving. because Jack Dorsey well, and them were doing some really hanky-winky shit over there. But they're proving that they were working with the FBI. They've all they said, yes, they can't. Yeah. They can't deny it because all these these electronic emails, like all this stuff is coming up. There's proof. Well, but it's worse than that because Mark Zuckerberg, believe it or not, who's going to end up being the hero in this, came out and said, well, wait, hold on. I didn't do that. The FBI told me to do that. He said, and his, his words, he said, well, no, they started coming once a month and then it was once a week. Then it was every day. And they mm-hmm. were editing our stories and tell us, oh, no, this is fake. He said all of this. He said we were going to carry all of this stuff. And they said no. Well, that's direct interference in an election. That's directly interference with the, with the free press and the media. It's huge right now. That's it's that's huge. a big crime in this country. Yep. Now, because- They say Elon Musk literally spent $44 billion just to expose them. Well, he said that. 
He yeah. said in the beginning, he said, this might not be my best investment I've ever made. He said, but this needs to be brought to the American attention. And he had to do it because the press was working with everybody else <clears throat> to keep this down. So he he made it to a point where the press couldn't hide it anymore. See, they had not such a bad it. guy, Elon. Elon, I've been having a man question Elon. Now, there's a couple of people that don't like Elon. <laughs> Wolf in sheep's clothing. A lot you know, of people think that, too. He's the I guy. I'm telling you, he's going to be the Moonraker guy, but it's okay. I, I, I think he's so entertaining to watch. He's going to build He's going to build Muskville. He's bringing up. By that time, he'll have 20 kids. He'll, he'll have Muskville and his 20 kids to start his colony. He'll bring yeah, over a couple of million his people. colony on so interbreeding wait, is not a good idea. This guy is so good. He's landing three spacecraft <laughs> at a day. So you know the ship he's going to send to the moon and Mars? He sends it up today, brings it down and lands it. Not only does he land it, he catches it with the damn tower so they can relaunch it. I'm like, every every space fair and everything, every country, every competition, everybody's looking at this guy going, we worship at Elon. We worship no you. Do this. Yep. You know, NASA's been trying to do this for 50 years. They haven't even come close. They can't even get their stupid space thing up in space, <laughs> land and launch and three, four at a time. You know, people are like, oh, I can do it cheap for you. China's trying to get into the space. No, he said, China can't launch as cheap as we can, and we can re reuse a rocket. We're not even polluting the atmosphere. He's like, I'm like, Jesus, dude. Yeah, but we're not blowing it up. In I heard he got in a little trouble. Something, something, 300, was it 365 or 365,000 uh, Teslas have to be recalled? Yeah. Uh, that's not a good thing. They're, they've been recalled a lot in the last year, though. They're electric I, cars. That's going to happen with electric cars. It, and, and that's a whole other show on its own. I'm, I'm not for the electric vehicles. provincial police... Was well, not right now. They're not worth having. We're Pardon? Our prime minister's talking about everything should be green electric cars, and our... Our provincial police just got a brand new Corvette. <laughs> they I, I, need I it, <laughs> but they're on the highways and they have to be able to keep up. So they need the I bigger engine. And unfortunately, they are purchasing their fleets from GM and and uh, Chevy. So that's a problem. Yeah. But in Italy, they have a they have a Ferrari for um, organ transplant for the police mm. there. So because it gets well, there faster than any well, plane. Police I, I got, have they have every make and model. They've got Dodges, they've got everything now. It depends yeah. what city they're in though. They do they I believe that the OPP really does need something that can keep up with the speed that's I on agree. our highways. I agree, but then our yeah, you're them long open spaces. That you right. That's a little <laughs> stupid because you're really low to the ground. And some of those OPP officers send me an email. I don't care, but you guys really do need a physical fitness test. Some of you. Um, I've <laughs> you're seen saying, you when you get in the car, it's going to drag no, its I have ass friends, on the ground. <laughs> I have friends who are OPP and I, I, I joke about this all the time. I'm like, you guys need like a swimming test or something, man, because... You, they don't really have to chase anyone other than in their vehicles, right? Because they're on highways. That's what they are, That's Ontario right, Provincial Police. They're on the highways. Yeah, they're federal police. Nets. Like, you're, you're, well, they would freak if they heard me call them a trooper. But, yeah. <laughs> oh, forgive me, guys. But, yeah, I, well, I think it's a great thing. And, and I really believe that they should have good vehicles on the road in the cities as well. They should well, all be given SUVs because they need to be able to climb curbs and meridians. And Tuesday, yeah. I got thrown out of one of them stupid town hall meetings in California because I was invited by a friend of mine who lives there. He said, come on and join us. Joe. Here, I'll get you in. It was a Zoom thing. Bill, I have a shitload of people there. So you know me. I got my hand up at the start because I already knew where this conversation was going. <laughs> so I wanted to say something. So they're going on about green this, green that, green this. I said, 
the guy finally recognized me and I said, I'm from United Public Radio. I got a couple of questions and a couple of comments. He said, fine. I said, I'm confused. He's like, well, what do you mean? I said, I said, I got a bachelor's in science. I said, so I know a lot about electric cars and stuff like that. So, but I said, I'm not so much worried about the electric car. I said, didn't California have rolling brownouts last year? And he was like, well, yes. I said, that means you can't even produce enough electricity for your citizens, but you're going to add 15 million electric cars to the power grid, right? And he's like, I said, dude, it'll take you 50 years to build a power grid big enough to hold those cars, which are all going to be running on coal, because either you're going to build a nuclear power plant or you're going to build a bunch of coal power plants. So That's you're going to quadruple the amount of pollution you're putting in the air. I said, currently, right now, I said, you can check this out for yourself. The average electric car in this country, its first six years, is equivalent to a, a semi, uh, a 24-hour day semi-truck running for five years. That's what it's it's green. That's, that's what it's carbon emissions compared to. Between, I think I honestly believe electric cars are a scam. Well, they won't be one day, but right now, but who needs electric cars when we came out with fusion? You're taking lithium out of the earth, but you don't want to frack for oil. Are you freaking kidding oh, me? Yeah, Have you and, seen and, the pit they're lithium, digging? Lithium, oh yeah, because that, that's that's Oh man, that's nasty the way that's strip mining the way they do that. Now don't that get me wrong, so dangerous. they'll put it all back together and make it beautiful again one day. But meanwhile, no, that lithium mine goes into the earth off yeah, the surface they, of they, the oceans. They, like I saw that, and well, I well they went, get it out of mountains. In, in Afghanistan, is one of the biggest provider of lithium, and they just go in there with these big machines and take the whole mountain down. I wonder how many of those miners die from things from touching it and stuff like that. You know, we won't know that probably for another 20 years, but we will. But know. it's in our cell phone. So how do we know it's not the lithium? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Lithium, lithium, it might be the lithium. But yeah. lithium has only took over from cadmium not that long ago, what, 10, 15, maybe 20 years. So it hasn't had enough time. No, it hasn't. You're right about that. Yeah, so, But eventually we'll know. So it's just like we'll know about holding your cell phone next to your head and stuff like that. I don't. Well, I don't you know, a friend of mine was talking about the other day and well, the first cell phone I ever used was actually in a car. It had a little cord on it and it was attached yeah. to the side cord. It had a dial pad and the whole nine. And yeah. A friend of mine was like, I got a picture of it. Like, he's like, get out of here. Is that? I said, that's that. I said, let me tell you what. You had to have a big antenna on a trunk. And this son of a bitch cost a lot. You think cell phones are expensive now? Nah, yeah, you don't even know. Oh, it was double the price of an iPhone oh, now. Man, man, yeah. it was outrageous. They, were, they were big and they had they were, they were fun, but they were very expensive. They it was a few expensive. bucks to make a call. And uh, we always kept a CD. I had a brick. Cars. That Matter was fact, my first cell phone. When, when was my a mom brick. bought the, uh, the Lincoln, both the Lincolns came with a CB in the car. I was surprised, built into the car. CB radio? Uh, yeah, it came built into a freaking Lincoln Mach 5. The car was fully loaded. <laughs> And it, and it came with, and when she bought it, it was a Demox 7, it came with one too. And then That's she bought, crazy. she bought a damn, um, a Mercedes 400 SE convertible, right? And it came with one. I was like, get the hell out of here. And she's like, yeah, it comes with one standard I equipment. used to talk on the CB. Well, my brother's a truck driver. So I used to talk on oh, yeah, the I CB all that. the time. I had a lot of friends when I was little. That's what probably <laughs> would prep me for radio was yapping on them CBs. Well, man. Oh, maybe. On maybe. that note, we're at the top of the hour. <laughs> Uh-huh. I am going Break to... Break them one shall be taking over now. Yeah, Copy I'm that. Over. I, think, I think it's time <laughs> I just reel this freaking thing in. So, the 10, um, here on the side. Yeah, take a side. Definitely an interesting segment, to say the least. Uh, a lot of uh, information flying around and... Uh, Always great. Oh, wait, wait. I, I, got, I got to make an announcement for you. Good. Two oh. announcements, actually. First oh. off, Tamara, I actually have him on my back seat. You don't even know what happened. It's total stupidity on my part. 
Uh, just don't even. I don't know where the hell I was sending them, but uh, because you, you have to wait to get them again, I went and added three more books. Not of that series. I actually sent you. A, uh, it's a. It's a, one of these right here. And I sent you along with a CD with it in case you'd rather listen to that it. Also, oh, fear. That one's really good. That's yeah, really I also good. sent you another book besides love that. that. And a uh, yeah, calendar since you had to wait so long to get it. Just wanted to let you know because I, you know, it's been just weird lately. So I just said, let me, while I'm thinking about it, it was easier for me to tell you than to text it. And of course, the other thing is, people, get your ass over to Roku and look at us. We are hot people. Hot, 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 hot. <laughs> I mean, like, Sizzling. Don't touch, don't touch your TV when you have us on your TV is all It'll I got to say. Sizzling. <laughs> I'll be good. If you I'll want us here. to stay okay. us there. All right. Yeah. Now we're going to end this thing. So big thank you to Brad Olson um, for joining us. Tech issues and all. We're very appreciative of all his information. Big thank you to our fearless leader, Joe Montaldo, for coming in and uh, enlightening us with his his expertise, <laughs> especially the steak part. That was good. <laughs> I like the steak. <laughs> anyway, uh, big thank you to Folgers Coffee for sponsoring uh, tonight's show, every night's show. We love you. We appreciate you so very much. Big thank you to Justin Snicker, a.k.a. Dr. Snicker, Sonic Surgeon, for providing us with your well our intro and outro with your your voice and your music thank you big thank you to Stephen mcginnis uh the genius behind the artwork of the outer realm if you'd like to contact us guys the outer realm contact at gmail.com or just go over to the group page and click email us that would be great if you enjoy what you watch please like subscribe follow whatever the case may be we appreciate you very much, and uh, you just make us work that much harder. Now, next week, we have the return of Todd Wilcox, who's going to be discussing quantum healing and trauma. He was a lot of fun and really informative the last time he was on. But Thursday night's going to take the cake. I guess we'll have to see what we're going to do with these two. <laughs> Hamilton White and Richard Stanley will be joining us again. So um, uh, it's just going to make us privy to what they've got going on. I think it's a book. We I hope. don't know. I give up. <laughs> it's always so much. Those two are always up to something. So we will <laughs> definitely see what's happening. And, yes, don't forget to share. So, yes, thank you, thank you. So, anyway, guys, have yourselves a terrific weekend. Stay safe, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for all partaking in chat. You make it that much more fun. Anyway, good night, everybody.